0: so follow-up question then guys and this is for each of you because you got me thinking phil like when you're talking cut sodium i did that one time long time ago i even drank distilled water what was the craziest thing <laughs> you guys each of you did because you wanted to get dry
1: oh the list oh. is too long I was trying to <laughs> it's embarrassing <laughs> yeah let, i'm sure
0: what's going on guys welcome back to blood sweat and gear with coaches skip hill andrew barry once again We're with Phil Viz, I'm Scott McNally, all of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. High quality, third party tested supplements from a company that you can trust. Of course, we're also brought to you by you guys, the people at Patreon. Thank you for supporting our programming, it means a lot to me. Uh, If you're in Canada, check out supplementsource.ca. They've got great uh, deals that change week to week on closeouts and label changes, all sorts of stuff like that. We're going to talk, uh, we're going to take your Q&A, but we're going to talk contest prep to start. We had a couple good ones here. Number one, hey guys, thanks for the knowledge. Um, uh, what is your advice for back-to-back competitions? He's doing a local show, and then two weeks later, he's got an NPC Pro Qualifier in Classic Physique. Phil, you're our guest, man, so why don't you get us started?
2: I'm actually in the middle of this. So I had somebody compete last weekend and they're competing this weekend. Um, so what happened was um, I have a apprentice chat because I have two apprentices under me right now that I'm training to be high-level coaches. So in that chat, you know, I, I'm, I'm going over the things with them extensively. So This is all fresh in my head of what matters and what doesn't. But I want to make one thing clear, and I, I, I know across the board you guys are going to agree. There's no one way or template to follow for this. You've got to see what the person's body does and react off of it. So this is going to take a lot of experience and a lot of good educated decision making. And that's not going to come from a new coach. And people kind of, I think they forget that with coaching. They think that somebody has a big paper degree and things like that. And like even my apprentices will tell you, I say this so many times. Times. you will not read this in a book, you will not hear this in a class, you know, there's a lot of things that come with experience, you know, and experience is invaluable. So when when when, when people don't have experiences, they're not, ex- they're not educated enough to do this. So when you're getting between show to show, it's going to depend on what the person does. Some of the factors we want to look for are how hard did I load the person for the first show? Uh, did they rebound from that? Uh, are they holding water? Did we use diuretics or not? All of these variables are going to change what our reaction response is going to be if you use the diuretic then you probably have to not cheat that night and zero carb the next day and do your cardio and try to get that water flowing again so that your blood pressure doesn't shoot through the roof and you gain 20 pounds of water so there's going to be a drastically different approach uh whenever this happens when you're trying to do back-to-back shows. now one week apart two weeks apart's a little different but we want we, we want to make sure that we didn't you know we obviously we probably spilled at some point if it eight post show if it's like a two-week show and then we got to clean up the mess. So the priority is cleaning up the mess from the first peak before thinking about the second one.
1: I'll go so far as to say this there's too many trainers watching and listening to us for information and I'm gonna be much like Phil. I'm gonna get I'll, I'll give you some points, but I'm gonna be incredibly vague because as Phil said, This type of knowledge, this type of experience, it takes years and numerous clients to be able to get to the point where you really where you know what you're doing and you're confident in your approach and transitioning people um, to shows whether they're a week apart, two weeks apart, four weeks. honestly, I think it's harder when it's six weeks. Because you then have to battle with how much of a peak are you going to hold, how are you going to pull back, Pull back, and how much you're going to pull back, if you're going to pull back. And it all is based on, like Phil was saying, uh, I would go so far as it's reactive versus, there's still proactive things in place, but the vast majority of what you're doing is reactive. You can set up a plan. But why? If you set up a plan a week in advance, it's likely going to change anyway. And then you've already embedded in their brain what they think they're going to do. And you have to go back and change it. So a lot of times it's a day-by-day or a couple days at a time, and you're just reacting to what's happening with their body. There's a million things that you can't do. I know uh, having a good coach in between or an experienced coach in between shows like that will keep you from doing stupid shit, like taking a diuretic when you do rebound, thinking that, oh, God, I've gained all this weight, and you start to get anxious and you start to get worried, and then you do do things that are going to eventually – set you up potentially to fail big time. And, and a lot of times in situations like this where you have back to back shows, the first one should not be anywhere near as significant unless you're you know, at the pro level. It shouldn't be as significant as the one you're going into. You're likely going to qualify and then you're gonna to go to the big show. So the first one, I, and I hate this label, but I'm gonna use it because everybody knows what it is. Warm up show. Yeah. So then the question becomes, are you going to step on stage at 100 percent? And we've had this discussion between the three of us numerous times. And again, that's a personal it's based on that individual, too, because if you're going to go in and you're going to dominate at a national level show, then you certainly don't want to, or You're less likely to want to peak that person for a qualifier when they're going to go in and they're going to stop everybody and walk all over. Oh, walk all over everybody when they're not a hundred percent and you don't have to make very many changes before you go to the second show and that's where you need to focus that peak. Yeah. Very well said.
2: Yeah, yeah no, I agree.
3: Add, uh,
0: the only thing I'm gonna add is that, you know,
3: if you're doing a pro qualifier, then you should be at the level where the week before that or two weeks before that is just the Saturday that's the week before your pro qualifier. Meaning like in my situation, I wouldn't do anything different. I would I wouldn't change their training program the way. If we're, our goal is to try to get a pro card, I wouldn't change anything from two weeks out. I'd be like, you're just going to throw a tan on, put some trunks on. Maybe we'll throw ten fifteen percent more carbs at you before you go on stage, and you should mop the floor because you're at that level. Now it is twenty twenty three. It is 2023, and everybody who places top two in a qualifier from anywhere in the country decides they're going to go to nationals. So maybe I'm not necessarily talking to those athletes, but I'm, in my, my opinion, you shouldn't be going to a pro qualifier if you couldn't do what I'm just saying. You, you should be able to throw a tan yeah, on, absolutely. walk out there, get the first place in your class, if not the overall, and then pack your bags and get ready for the next week's trip
0: all right guys we're gonna keep this episode (laughs) short today we've got a but let me let me move on here because i know we do want to try to get through some of this stuff so we had some more uh contest prep related stuff this is from patreon thank you chris for helping to support the show she said um when sleep gets terrible during a prep for example i have no problems going to sleep but i wake up about two hours later wide awake what is actually going on in the body is it liver glycogen that's totally tanked or is it something hormonal? Is there anything we can look for on blood work or take nutritionally to mitigate this? Or is it just a case of sucking it up until we get into a surplus? I'm experiencing this currently post-show and I have been in a surplus for a few days now and so it's screwing with me. I
1: mean, Go on to- a number of things. Yeah, yeah. six things come to line, to but go, go ahead,
0: Phil.
3: You want me to take it? You don't uh, want to take this one? No, 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 no. I said I, I was going to give you the option, but um, okay. So right off the bat, your cortisol through the roof. Um, if you're post-show and you're still feeling this way, you need to de-stress. And by de-stress, I mean don't go to the gym. You need to feed yourself up. You need to stay off your feet. You need to relax and lower the stress levels in your body. That's what's going to help get you back to your normal circadian rhythm, back to your normalcy. Um, you know, we talked about this plenty of times about how prep will, you, you, as you get further into your prep, you're losing sleep and a lot of people will just blame it on the tran or just blame it on using clean too late in the day it's not just that it, it you you become more efficient at the sleep you do get and on top of that right. i do i link think it back to like a primordial early man thing what would you do if you 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 were hungry deathly hungry back in the day you wouldn't be you wouldn't be going to sleep your body was telling you get up and go find me a few food source and that's what your body's telling you right now it's just that we now have the mechanism in place to say wait 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 I'm getting ready for a bodybuilding show where I need to be peeled out of my mind. I'm not going to give in to this desire to go to the cabinet and eat something. And it, it's really just linked back to early man in that. Um,
0: I've never heard you know. anybody else say that. And when you first said that, I thought you heard it for me because I thought that in my head, like, Hunt and gather, you know. It's our body telling yeah. us to. And then you were like, "No, I thought that t-. we had this conversation before." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, shit. we did. We yeah, both of had that. Yeah. We've done. That I should let you say once. it first sometime. No, no, no. I we've, should let we, you say it first sometime. <laughs> we we've done this, Phil. We've done this like a number of times where like he says the exact same thing that like you know it's the stuff that you're like laying in bed during contest prep thinking about that then you know comes out on the podcast five years later. Yeah.
2: You know, it's funny. I always I always say I joke around with people because um, I talk about how like I'm controversial online and, you know, I'll really go ask somebody if they want to argue with me. And I always say, like, the people that actually are capable of arguing with me, don't argue with me because we all agree. I feel like like all four of us are sitting here just nodding our heads. Yup. He's right. Yup. I don't think we've (laughs) disagreed with anything the other person said this entire podcast.
0: We got to get somebody on here to argue with Phil. That'll be more controversial. But but, but when, when
3: people are talking on the right intellectual level, if they do disagree with them, they don't automatically start going to attack their argument they they want to actually learn be like okay is there an angle that i haven't thought of yet that this person who i also respect as an intellectual has thought of yeah. and i think that's what we're we, you know instead of and i agree with you because most of the time there's a, there's a general consensus with people that are intelligent in this community but i think also when there is something that goes against what we what we've heard it's well, wait a minute i haven't thought about it at that angle we can both be right educate me on what you're talking about Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, we have we have a lot of the same influences too. For people that are listening that don't know, Skip here was my first and only coach ever in my entire career when I was 20 years old. Um I wrote him a fucking book every single night for 16 <laughs> weeks, and he sent me back a book every night for 16 weeks. And he, t- he took my learning curve and accelerated me like five years. And and the rest <laughs> of us have the same influences: Dante Trudel, Scott Stevenson, John Meadows. So you know we have a lot of the same in influences too, so we're going to have a lot of the same beliefs.
1: You had me at hello, Phil. <laughs> if you guys want to, I don't go know deeper, how you dealt with me. I don't know either, man. That would have been. <laughs> you intense. still say that? It's 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 kind of funny to me.
0: If you guys do want to go deeper, I did a podcast with Doctor Dean Saint Mart. He has a product that he calls the sleep stack from supplement needs. but what was cool about this podcast is he broke down each ingredient in it and we looked at the like the pathways in in your brain chemistry and how you know p5 p will influence your neurotransmitters and all like Thanks. what's happening during you know when you're under stress what's happening when you're taking trend what are the reasons that you get insomnia and he determined that there was I think it was. There's two different reasons, two main types of insomnia that you can get, and his product helps with that. But not only that, he explains each thing, which you can get all those things from Amazon if you wanted to, which I've done, and I've tried different pieces. Like I'll take, like, okay, I'm going to take some, you know, L-theanine, and I'm going to take some P5P, and see what that does for me to basically like shut down the dopamine in clear way. To basically, it's like turning dopamine off. And then allowing you to turn serotonin on. And then and you're so you're so on, Andrew, with being able to relax. Because if you're in that that fight or flight and you're in that like move, move move you've got that dopamine kicking and that's going to keep you wanting and trying to achieve more and you have to step back from that in order to let the serotonin if it's like a yin and a yang with dopamine and serotonin so when the serotonin comes up then that converts to melatonin and if he's having trouble sleeping through the night like if he can fall asleep easily that means that he's running out of melatonin at night so you can help that well, with supplements to uh to to help to benefit the the the, the increased or I'll, I'll say the continued serotonin production, not discounting anything because oh. it starts with what you were saying, Andrew, about like de-stressing. You know,
3: it could be also that he's having a cortisol surge because because of a flop circadian.
0: Oh, absolutely! Yep. And uh, like you know, chilling. First, if he's wa- if he's, he's, he's
3: falling asleep fine, but he's waking up like two or three hours into the night, then then he definitely needs to do some some uh, some adrenal work to um, to fix that.
4: The word true. It's very simple. four letters but it's got a vast meaning it's about legitimacy this has to be the real deal my whole philosophy and everything in life is progression if i'm not progressing i am frustrated you know back in the 90s i was known as the guy who put muscle mass on people who were stuck there were things happening in the industry that weren't good and in april of 2003 doug and i started true nutrition We put the money into the jug, into the bag. That's where the money goes. We're in lab coats, we're in the back, we're manufacturing this stuff. So if it's not worthy enough for me, it's not worthy enough for my business partner, it's not worthy for you. Whether you're a bodybuilder, a triathlete, whoever you are, whatever your goal is, it is customized to you. I developed my reputation as a no BS kind of guy. I'm Dante Trudell, half owner of Nutrition. Okay.
2: Well, I want to I want to throw the throw the listeners a bone here for a couple of them anyway. Um, one of the most overlooked things in contest prep, which is again, again going to be related to dopamine, like you said. Um, Is overuse of stimulants when people are in contest prep and they're they're Mm. really tired and they're using too many stimulants. They don't realize the half life on these things, Um, and it keeps you up. What it also does is a lot of things that give you energy will also boost dopamine levels, which, like you said, is going to be a problem when people are trying to sleep. And then what do we have? We have low carbohydrates, and what are carbohydrates? They're a precursor to serotonin, so we're not really producing serotonin very well. Um, I actually like to take. A little bit of Kana extract, which is known to elevate your serotonin. Kana is actually used by a lot of the tribes in Africa and Brazil um, that uh, smoke weed with it because it it kind of levels you out and it makes sure you don't have the anxiety and it gives you more of a happy high. But if you do a little bit of it before bedtime, it's going to boost your serotonin. It's going to make you relax. But one of the biggest things is because our nervous system is so active from all of the stimulants. Our nervous system is completely active. So what calms the nervous system down? Magnesium. So, people don't take a decent enough dose of magnesium to combat what they were doing earlier in the day. Now, it has to be a shellated form of magnesium, like magnesium uh, glycinate. So, you want to take anywhere from four to 600 milligrams at bedtime, and that's going to help you relax. Again, like you said, with the 5-HTP, which elevates serotonin, and making sure you don't take your stimulants too close to bedtime or you're not taking too much throughout the day. So learn your half-lifes, do your math, know where your blood levels are. And, and it's a compounding effect, you know? So sometimes it takes days to be able to sleep because your stimulants were high for so long.
0: Yeah. Um, another contest prep question here. So this is Jake Radcliffe and, uh, he just did like this muscle tech photo shoot and he I, i'm gonna rat you out jake he did the exact things that we don't want to do like he stressed out he's doing his own diet which shout out to him and i know that he you know he took things a little too far um, but now he's getting ready for a prep so hopefully we can get this hopefully he'll hear this before uh, that actually happens um, so anyway it was like a photo, Muscle Tech photo contest where you could win like 10 grand or something. He was
1: in really good condition. Oh, he's a he did job. do I'll find yeah, it. Yeah, he was great. He did good do a shape. good job. He yeah.
0: looked great. Yeah. yeah, he still looked great. I'll, I'll see if I can find his My only critique was he's
3: got to work on that posing to present
0: himself. That would help. I'll grab his pictures, but he's like, asking it about Expel from MHP. Um, he says, mm-hmm. um, "I've used it in the past with good results." Has anybody prepped themselves and prepped people using Expel? I'll just leave it at that. He's talking about doing water loading and stuff, but you know, over-the-counter diuretics. Do you guys have any place for them, Phil? Is that something you would ever use with any of your clients?
2: I think that vi- high-dose vitamin C is going to work better than Expel is.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and, and 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 what's going to work? What's going to work the best is water to sodium ratio. We know that, you know, if it, a lot of people start to cut sodium down, what that does is it right people, a big misconception people have is they think that the water load is what lowers aldosterone in the body. No, it's not. It's the salt intake that lowers your aldosterone and then the water to salt ratio washes out the extra salt. So, uh, again, this is a misconception for, for a, a lot of doctors and professionals too. It drives me nuts. Somebody has high blood pressure, oh, lower your sodium. No, raise your <laughs> yeah. water intake. You don't have to lower your – if you lower your sodium, you're going to hold more water. And then I know some of you your go. listeners are going to say, oh, but if I go eat Chinese food, I blow up with water. Do you know why? It's because you're always eating low <laughs> sodium. So your aldosterone yes. levels are high. Your body is in a attentive Whoa. state. So when you eat something high sodium, boom, you blow. Now, if you had always eaten high sodium, whereas I have a lot of my big guys do a gram of salt per meal, so seven grams a day up to a show. And they're in such an, a, a, a state of excretion that when I raise that water up from one and a half gallons to two, two and a half, three, they just get drier and drier and drier and harder and harder and harder. And you don't even need a lot of carbohydrates.
0: And here's where Jake's at right now to give you an idea. So this is his before and after picture. So this was, this was maybe a week or two ago now. So he's even gonna be a little leaner than this. I'm really proud I of the progress he's made, sodium. man. That freaking back is looking good. Here's the back shot.
3: I'd keep pushing sodium and water. I and I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. add any nutraceuticals. Yeah, I wouldn't. I I, I I agree with Phil though. I do big. I'm big time on B and C vitamins, like high dosages. Um, even starting like five six days out from the show, while I increase the water, while I increase the salt.
1: Clearly, those it, before it, I mean, and afters are misleading too. I just want to uh point out the before and after was misleading because he had blue shorts on in the before and then black (laughs) shorts on in the. i'm being that internet troll that dick that posts on pictures like that yeah exactly that's not fair that's not an accurate representation of a before and after so hey follow-up question i don't think he needs to screw all you guys
0: so follow up question then, guys, and this is for each of you, because you got me thinking, Phil, like when you're talking cut sodium, I did that one time, long time ago. I even drank distilled water. What was the craziest thing <laughs> you guys, each of you did because you wanted to get dry?
1: Oh, the list oh. is too long. I was trying to <laughs> <that>. It's embarrassing. I'll share ones. mine.
0: I'll share mine. If you guys yeah. share yours.
1: <laughs> Uh, uh, well, I mean, you said it best. I mean, the fastest way to go flat is to cut your sodium. There's that's number one, uh, or drastically cut it. But um, God, the worst thing. Uh, I will tell you this. I can tell you, and I'll be very very quick about this. I pre- I used to prep a lot of prep coaches back when I first got. It, I was I did ninety five percent of what I was doing was prep, and I was prepping a prep coach one time, and he um I told him that he had to get his. He had. To, I wanted him to cut his water at two p.m. Um, for probably the day before. Uh, whether I think it was cut it entirely. Two p.m. Uh, what he did was he took it upon himself to get the amount of water he would normally get in a day prior to two, but he got up at ten, so he drank like three and a half <laughs> gallons, and he was projectile vomiting. How did he water. do that? Yeah. You he had to, to hurt go to the he had to go to the hospital, he did. Yeah, it's high, he can go hypotremic or hypokalemic. Yeah, yeah. I was actually quite scared. And it. I remember jumping his ass, and it occurred to me, and this is a lesson I learned as a trainer early on, and I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that he was okay, but I'm glad that I did it. I, I finished jumping his ass, and then after I got done typing out this long diatribe about how pissed I was and how stupid it was, it occurred to me as a trainer that had I been crystal clear on what he was supposed mm-hmm. to do and communicated absolutely clearly, that would have never happened. So the truth is, mm-hmm. it was my fault because had I communicated it effectively, perfectly, crystal clear, it would have never happened. So, at the end, to of, your trainers I, the out, end of this- do some stupid shit, it's on you. At the end of this,
2: can we bring this back up? Because I have a story that's related, but I don't want to interrupt the topic. That's way worse than that, but something else. <laughs> With <aware>
1: <laughs> If you're gonna if you're gonna one up me and it's worse, we will come back to it. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, it's fucking bad. How about you, Andrew?
0: <laughs> Do you remember something? Something that you're like, oh man. You said, just something you only shake on, your head at now. Only on myself back in two thousand and one when I did my first show.
3: I cut my water. If it was a Saturday show, I cut my water on Thursday at like 3 p.m. or something like that and i had no salt that whole week and you know all those old school things that like before i had an education you know i i I never did anything i don't think i've ever done anything stupid with with a client i mean maybe maybe back in the day early on i would like cut their water on friday morning you know and And manipulate salt incorrectly, but I, I, I can't like I can't even compare to like Skip Story or or to, don't brush, to <laughs> don't brush your teeth. Don't no. brush your teeth because the toothpaste has sodium so- in it. Actually, no, I've heard one. I've heard one. Let me let me add something real quick. I've heard one. This wasn't me. <laughs> what was the word? I can't remember the exact terminology the person used, but they said their directions were to replace what they were putting, what replace back into their body what they were putting out. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you're gonna say. Oh, this, yes. is going. So they were pissing this is the a film a jug measurement jug thing. Drinking their piss, <sighs> thinking oh. that that was they were taking those directions so literally that they were peeing and putting drinking it right there. He back wanted down. it. That guy yeah. wanted I it. I tell
1: you this. He, he, and that didn't is, question. He didn't wins question wins his the, coach. He, wins. he, he wins. wanted to win. He, he, that's what you it win. Was. he yeah. wins, he wins. That's try- all yeah. there is
3: to it. Mike This might have been one that John's. This might have been been a John story. This reminds uh, me of a a a
2: Rich Piana story where he said that he was doing something for a show and then he was talking to another guy who was doing it. And he's like, I was figuring this guy was gonna beat me, but when he told me what he was doing, I was like, you know what? If you're willing to do that, you fucking (laughs) deserve it. Like you're crazier than I am. Like fuck like Jesus (laughs) Christ. And if Rich says um, that, you're ass crazy. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, see, I, I I, didn't make a lot of the basic mistakes because I was lucky enough to have Skip teach ah, me when yes. I was very, very young. So I didn't make – I never cut my sodium. I never fucked up the water. I didn't cut it two days early because I read – Skip, I probably read every post you wrote religiously like three or four times for like 10 years. Like I memorized your fucking shit. So <laughs> I knew not to do those things. But the worst thing that I did was
1: cytodrine. <laughs> <laughs> oh you and i had this conversation i talked i the leg. not good
2: well that andrew, was your andrew best... knows about
1: go ahead go ahead What is I'll it? i let you i'll let you tell the story well, that no. was your best it... showing when i talked you out of that i've uh, taken side adrenaline north americans that year when you took third right oh yeah you, you, were, on the, you, you were on the phone <laughs> and and you were doing it Yes. And I'm like, do not fucking do it. And we got off the phone and you were still gonna do it, but you didn't do it. And you took, I think you went the highest you went at third in North Americans. It was one yeah, it of the best, third. right? It yeah. was, I think it was 2014 USA.
2: I was i remember seeing. Okay, and then, okay.
1: I remember seeing it and I go, he didn't take it. He fucking listened <laughs> no, to I he did not take it. <laughs> Cause you know what, I took, it,
2: I, took it, I took it for my last local show in 2021 and I fucking melted backstage. Like oh, did people were looking at me like I, I, I have a picture still where I sat down against the wall and, and like I was tired. I, t- I took a nap and I woke up. Oh, yeah, there was a puddle. It was just like it was like a Ooh. brown puddle all over the wall, all over the floor. Like I was melting. I, I almost threw up backstage. Oh, I barely God. made it through the overall. Um, and I knew if I didn't make it through the overall, they'd probably disqualify me. Yeah. So I barely fucking made it to yeah. the night show. That shit is horrible. Don't yeah. ever explain
1: use that. that fatigue. It, you you can't explain, explain what cytodrin
2: is.
0: What's cytodrin?
2: Cytodrin is a cortisol blocker. It's a medication that used to be prescribed for Cushing syndrome, it's amino And a lot of the coaches had the incorrect. Um, incorrect formula. I remember um, one pro that's from New York, used to be very famous, got hurt, his quad, but he used it for uh, a pro show that he said it made him look his best. But when I saw the protocol, it was just an aldosterone blocker. It didn't block cortisol the way he used it. Because actually, Skip, you know this, I think you came up with this protocol, you might have been the first one that that taught everybody this was that you've got to go two days on one day
0: off.
1: Yeah, it's a very complicated
2: formula. He ran it. but He ran it because your body starts to rebound and fight. So you have to come on and off it to make it work. So he ran it for two weeks straight. So he didn't get the cortisol suppression. Because when your cortisol is actually suppressed, you want to fucking die.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's like you're walking with cement blocks. And, and, yeah. and you're already fatigued from prep. But I mean, I remember looking down at the ground at the diner and I'm like, and it, someone who was with me said, what are you doing? And I'm like, I just, I just want to lie down. I don't even like, I don't care about anything else right now. I wanted to lie down in the middle of this diner. It was, you can't explain the level of fatigue is ineffable. You just can't mm. explain to what level it is. It's horrible. And Cytodern can. It's it's kind of like kind of like Lasix in the sense that when you nail it and you get it right you'll mm. look freaky and then 15 <laughs> minutes later you look like dog shit. Yeah. So if well, you get it right you're in there.
2: Well, here's a cool here's a cool theory that I had because we we were pretty sure, you know, the theory is that that Zeitgeist killed Munzer. That's mm. why he died. Mm. And here's my theory. My theory is He's, first of all, you have to take a thousand mgs of it to have the cortisol suppressing effects. Yeah. Okay. So if he took it for three or four days, what probably started happening? He's probably started watering over again, right? So what do you think it's somebody like water. him is going to do?
1: <laughs> of <Take> course.
2: course. <laughs> yeah, throw on, some and then in
3: three or four days again.
0: later,
2: he's holding water again. What's he going to do?
3: Yeah. yeah. Take 4,000 milligrams. <laughs> and he
2: and he was known yeah. for using it. Uh, the only people I've seen at work. On are people that are very, very muscular, don't go flat very easily and use insulin. Hmm. Um, I know that Chad used it with Ronnie for his Olympias. Um, you know, but again, you've got to have a certain type of genetics to use it, or you you just you turn into a flat mess. Like my muscles (laughs) look like that look like I was an old man. They look like they were they were sagging off me. Like there's um, no recovery
1: from it either. Like you can't, if you see it happen you just you you have no there's nothing you it do. you're not going to yeah yeah and the, the correct method the timing has to be perfect i, re, I can kind of remember it off the top of my head but it was like you had to build it up but it was two to three days then it was a day off then it was two to three days and it was because it, it had to start like two weeks out and then you had to have that timing perfect to make it it only worked for me once. I took it twice. And I after that I talked people out of it more <laughs> more as as often as I possibly could. I had a disaster at Junior Nationals with a good friend of mine. He didn't talk to me for three years. And I was trying to talk <laughs> him out of it, talking him out of it. And he insisted on using it and then blamed me for his shitty showing and it was horrible being there. You know when you're with a client and it goes to shit and you're stuck there not only at the venue but at the hotel and in the middle he's driving like he's a psycho, anyway he was pissed and we didn't talk for almost two years.
0: Yeah, that's wild. So my story was nothing that bad. I just remember that when I, I first was competing there was a protocol going around of that how you did it. So how you did a water cut was very specific that you had to start with three gallons and then you tapered down to a half a gallon and you had to use diazide. Like I think with diazide, I took like a half a diazide five times on Friday and into Saturday morning. <laughs> but it, it was irregardless of how I looked. It was just like this is how oh, yeah. you what well, you did. And, and honestly, it was my first show. So I was like, okay, I'm following directions. You know, I'm it was somebody else that was that was helping me. But you know, we just and then from that forward, that going into the next year, I had it in my head that I was like, okay, so that's what you're supposed to do. That's the trick. And I know a lot of people come to us, they're like, Well, how do you use diazide into a prep? And our answer is always, well, it depends. But at that yeah. time, I was happy because, and I don't want to say who it was, but there was a prep coach with a podcast in the early, early 2000s who would actually say, you know, this is the diazide protocol. So it was my mistake for following. You know, at the end of the day, though, I I still, I didn't look terrible. I know you mean. Do you? Yeah. You might be from your area. Um,
2: Well, I used to be from my
0: area. Yes, yes.
2: Now he's in in Skip's area. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) yes, yes. But uh, guys, do well tell we, me after the we're show. Not gonna name names, but we're gonna give a lot of information. We're not gonna name names. Not tonight, not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's this motherfucker live? I gotta check yeah. it out. But we, uh, I think we it's also used
0: obvious. distilled water yeah. like all through the week too, which you know is just gonna com- completely com- de- excuse me deplete you of all your minerals. So yeah, here's a question was, I
3: had for you, Scott, about that: Were you sending yeah. him pictures every morning, like a couple times a day?
0: We didn't. I don't think we did. We couldn't send pictures that easily then. Uh, no, okay. but no. I think I saw. Okay. I saw him at the gym, and I think I saw him. Okay, so he got eyes on you. Yeah, he had. So eyes then I guess my
3: question is, if you're a coach and like you're going with a protocol, and, and you're just nailed it in your head, you're like, no, this is the protocol, and you're seeing things are going sideways. Why aren't you like asking the question yourself? Okay, now where are we going wrong
0: here? It wasn't like, really going you, sideways. I think all- you know what I mean? I just ended up flatter than I should have been, but it really wasn't going super sideways. And in 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 like and here's the thing too: he wasn't like a a big name coach or anything. He wanted to become a coach. He had worked with a guy. Um, I, he worked with the same guy actually, who had the podcast. He had worked with that guy, Jeez. and he had competed at the national level. So I, you know, it, he was doing what he was told is what it really came. And he's down a good,
1: to. he's a good dude. His intentions were good. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. his intentions, were good. Dude, even all even intentions the the and all process.
0: part, were very good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like, like nobody yeah, was trying I to know. do anything hurtful. And you know what? Right. At the time, man, it was like a lot of people were using a lot of diazide back then. Like a lot you know like people were just well
1: and diazide is ambiguous anyway because there's so many different ratios yeah. of triamterine to hydrochlorothiazide so even when you say half a tab of diazide shit, that i've could always be, seen the same ones the 37.5 no, they
4: have no it goes i i
1: always the three main get, ones are 50 37.5 and 25 and it can they can no it, you can get you get 12, you get 12 uh, and a half you can but that's i always I, go I, by. Can,
3: a kid came over to the house the other day who watches the show, who's local, and yeah. asked me if I had any. And I happened to, and I helped him out with uh, two half
0: milligram tabs. So uh-huh. so let me ask you guys, do you guys use diuretics to the level that you did, let me say, years ago with clients? Because I feel like I haven't used no. very much. Like I can honestly count on my hand in the last year or so how many times I've really wanted to use one. Yeah, it's Did you guys, not
2: uh, to the level that you, it guys, you guys saw the you guys saw the shows last year, right? Because everybody thinks that you need diuretics. First of all, the the hardest I've ever seen somebody in person was when John Meadows turned pro at Team U. Me and Andrew were there, and he looked it, it looked it looked like like the rough concrete you would like scrape your knees on as a kid. That's what his fucking skin looked like. And he didn't take a diuretic. Mm-hmm. And, nah. you know, uh, we, we know Josh Wade didn't take diuretics for qualifying for the Olympia. There's a lot of people yeah. that don't take diuretics and don't need them. Last year, um, Dorian Hamilton was, was prepping Antoine Villan, who was an Olympian. And he couldn't make it to the show. But me and Dorian are very good friends. He's like, can you go? I said, okay. So we convinced him, don't take a diuretic. And everybody, could, they were like, you're so fucking dry. How many diuretics do you take? You take any, none, zero. Yeah. And did the same thing for the Olympia. Bone dry, rock hard, no fucking diuretics. You don't need them if you are lean enough.
0: Yeah, um, I'd agree. And I think that that, uh, that about wraps our show up. So we didn't really have a lot of time. Um, I'm traveling this week, guys, so we wanted to make sure we got something out. We're grateful to have Phil back with us. Phil, if people want to reach out to you, how uh, how do they get a hold of you for coaching or just to follow along with everything you're doing?
2: Just uh, I'm on Instagram typically, just phil.biz. uh I, I post a, a whole ton of free information all the time because I always try to give back. Actually, it's really funny that I'm going to say this is Skip gave me that because I said to him one time, I believe it was I mean, 10 years ago, that I could never repay you for what you did to, for me. And he said, don't repay me, pay it forward.
1: Yeah.
2: And I've always tried to live by
0: that from this point since. And I just like to help people. That's it. I know you're a genuine guy, man. I know you're getting into shit with people and stuff, and and I I hope that uh, this podcast, uh, the last three podcasts we've done, have been an opportunity to see that you are a genuine person and you are here to help. So I
1: appreciate having you here, man.
2: I appreciate you guys having me.
1: Check. Out I can paraphrase basically yeah. saying you're a prick, but you're kind of a nice guy too. You are
0: our kind of prick.
1: all of us. Yeah, <laughs> somebody,
2: somebody, somebody posed the point to me recently, which I, I don't take offense to this because, you know, a lot of, you know, very successful people have had it. But there's they, they, uh, a psychologist said to me, they think I might have Asperger's because I don't totally pick up on social cues and behave properly in public. And I do have an affinity for being like really smart at certain things and not good at others. Huh. So you guys are going to feel like assholes if you find out I'm diagnosed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Of course, go to TeamSkip.com. Reach out to Skip there for coaching. bodyberry.com McNallyDiets at gmail.com. Of course, check out our sponsors. I'm done talking. We'll see you guys. Appreciate everybody tuning in.